Hey guys, it's Kim. Thanks for joining us today. I am personally so excited about today because one of my favorite people, one of my mentors in my yoga journey is here joining us. And um, Angie, thank you for coming and it's so nice to have you here today. Thank you. I'm super excited to be here and um, gosh, just that little intro like Thank you. That makes me tear up a little bit when you say that I'm one of your favorite peeps. That's an honor. Thank of you. you are. <laughs> and I know Kim and Angie, this is Erica for everyone out there. Um, Kim and Angie have a lot more experience with each other going through yoga training together and a variety of other really amazing experiences. Um, but I also attend Angie's classes and they um, not only kick my booty, but inspire me to, <laughs> as a human being. So um, I'm also thrilled and excited to have Angie here today because she uh, she is light and bright and um, an inspiration. And so um, I personally am always inspired by Angie. So I'm really excited to have you here today too. Thank you. Stop. Gosh, you guys. <laughs> Thank you. So if you're comfortable with it, Angie, just tell us a little bit about yourself at this current moment. A little bit about myself. Well, um, I am a very um, imperfect human who just happens to be a yoga teacher and a wife and a mom and a business owner and um, a creative and just trying to navigate this world in the most skillful, peaceful way possible. And I want to take as many people along with me on the journey as I can. That's so awesome. <laughs> That's so awesome. See, people out there, I told you, you can see why we love Angie so much. She's just, uh, she just has this amazing uh, sense of self and center, which is a great kind of segue into introducing our topic for today, which I don't know, Kim, do you want to introduce her? Do you want me to Want me to go? Go ahead. All right. Our topic today is persevering to peace. And we came up with this idea and a concept um, when we started thinking about who we should interview and who's been inspirational to us. Kim, of course, mentioned Angie, and I was on board from the get-go with this because I understand that you have, you know, my thought was that, gosh, when people look at you in class and, you know, the studio that you our partnership have a partnership in and the way you carry yourself there's such this calm centered lovely peaceful beauty about you that is really i think people are drawn to you for that but i also happen to know that your um your journey has been fairly circuitous to the place that you are um today and so i am interested in hearing a little bit about how you have moved through some of the experiences in your life to arrive at the place that you are today because we are all works in progress and we are all moving through this space and we don't just, you may look at someone and think, man, they've got it all together. They've got it all figured out. They're, they're perfect. But really, no one is. And everyone has a story and a journey that allows them to get to where they are. And so I think that's how this topic came about. And we're really excited to hear from you, um, someone that people look to for peaceful inspiration, and learn more about how you got to where you are. Well, make no mistake about it. Um, I am usually a hot mess behind the scenes. So <laughs> just just know that when, you know, we've all heard that, that 
quote that, you know, peace is, is not when things are, are calm and they're not when things, everything's lined up and in the right place at the right time. It's really um, to still be peaceful in the midst of chaos. And that's the point that, that I'm at most of the time, not all of the time. Um, but it took a whole lot of life experiences to get here. And so for that, I just say thank you. My, my prayer first thing in the morning is thank you. You know, thank you to my childhood. Thank you to my parents. Thank you to the struggle. Thank you to those really, really, really hard times. So is the, is the gratitude, um, your gratitude practice that you say you just, you do every morning, which is amazing. And I think something that we would all benefit from doing more of, um, is that something new or have you been doing that for a long time? I've been doing it for a long time, but it has definitely changed. You know, it used to be, um, very, external in the way of thank you for things outside of myself, you know, thank you for the home that I live in and thank you for um, the food and the, and the water. And while all of those things I am grateful for each and every day, um, I am grateful for situations as they arise for me to um, have perspective. Right. So um, and those normally show up as very difficult situations. And so when I can say thank you to the difficult situations, then I feel like I can use them to the betterment of my peace rather than be a victim to the situation itself. Right. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. That's so so go <laughs> back a little bit um, and tell us kind of how you how you kind of got to where you are. Um, got to where I am. Well, I don't know how far you want to go back. However far you want to go. <laughs> what was the significant moment that you felt like you needed to set yourself on a path? Um, I just didn't want to be stuck in the path of my childhood. Mm -hmm. and not to throw my parents under the bus because they're wonderful, wonderful human beings, and I have multiple parents through multiple marriages. But my childhood was um, really inundated with addiction and um, difficult situations that ultimately ended in uh, my father, who took his life when I was 19. And it just kind of set me into... Um, not a, not a downward spiral, spiral. I don't want to say that, but it really sent me on this path of questioning, quite constantly questioning, um, questioning life, questioning the journey, questioning, um, everything along the way, why things happen as they happen and what's the benefit and is there a benefit? And I just didn't want to repeat the pattern that I had been accustomed to, you know, it's kind of like the, the pattern stops here. Can, can this, can we create a different way of being and can we create a different way of living even if we find ourselves in the exact same circumstance and so um, ultimately through a lot of questioning uh, through a lot of different avenues of searching so I would I would search in churches I would search through communities I would search um, through the advice of family and friends and and I would just get a plethora of different answers and there wasn't any answer that felt good for me. It just nothing resonated. Nothing felt felt like it settled. It just was more information. So I kept gathering information and I, I think it wasn't until I was um, gosh, getting uh, <laughs> going to a gym and taking some yoga classes. I was in my 30s I believe at that point and the teacher was late I went in for a yoga class because it helped me be calm it helped me um, work my body and exercise and I just felt good when I left so I went there and the teacher was late and I was like 
huh, okay. So we waited and we waited for the teacher and she didn't show up and I decided, well, um, I don't know anybody here. <laughs> and I am... I have nothing to lose. I have nothing <laughs> to lose is exactly right. And I said, hey guys, I can, you know, maybe get us through a warm up. Right. And they were like, okay. And I was like, okay. So I did it. So um, I got up in the front of the classroom and I got them through what I knew of as a warm up, only based on teaching yoga. I mean, but on taking yoga, not teaching it, but on taking yoga. So I got them through what I thought I could get them through. And I started, you know, cracking some jokes and having a good time and, and saying, you know, don't worry, I'm a highly skilled trained professional, just not in yoga. And so we were having a good time. And right about the time I got to the point where I truly didn't know what I was going to do next, I just had no idea. The teacher walked in and she looked at me from across the room and I looked at her and our eyes locked and she was whispering, oh my gosh. And I'm like, I know, oh my gosh. And she said, thank you. And I said, thank you. And then I got on the mat and it was in that moment where I was like, you know, I might want to do this for a living. This might be my thing. And that just kind of set a forward motion, a snowball effect of uh, right people in the right place, right time, right studio, right teachers for me. And I found myself in a yoga teacher training program that was a year long program that was truly 100% life changing. And, you know, it was there that I really had been starting to receive some answers that felt like home. And so when I walked into my teacher training program, um, I felt like, oh, oh, this is, this is what I've been looking for. And not only that, I've been practicing yoga my whole life, even in my childhood. I just didn't know that this was it. I didn't know that this is what it was called. Right. And so I, it was just a coming home of sorts. And then, and then a complete destruction of who I thought I was. And then more searching. And here I am. Well, I, I'm, that's a really interesting. Um, I mean, first of all, thank you for sharing all of that with You're us. Um, there's definitely some, some information in there that I wasn't aware of. And I appreciate you being really forthcoming and open and sharing because, you know, everyone in this room, but also people listening to us right now, um, you know, we all have things that we're challenged by and and blocks and obstacles that um, hold us back from being our, who we truly can be and all that we can be. And, and it's through finding our way around and over and through those obstacles that help us really kind of grow into ourselves. And, and so this is an inspiration for people who, you know, when you're facing your own, whatever it is for you, um, that yes, you too can kind of move through that. Um, I'm, I'm personally really interested to hear about when you said, Oh, you know, this kind of broke me down in my sense of self and then only to shift it. I'm, I'm really curious about what that looked like for you, what that meant and kind of who you were versus who you discovered yourself to be. Hmm. Well, who I was, um, that's a really loaded and very complicated (laughs) question in the world of yoga. Um, but, uh, as a human being, as a very superficial and perfect human being, who I was at the time was an overachiever, a go-getter, a perfectionist, because I just thought that if I was good enough, if I could be perfect enough, if I could, um, get something, whatever it was. I don't even know what it was that I was looking for. I'd opened businesses. I, I just wanted to get there, wherever there was. It was going to be in a place that was not here. 
it was going to be better. And um, when I got But into, better existed in the future. Better existed in the future when right. I got whatever it is that I wanted to get that I was struggling and striving so hard to get, only I didn't know what that was. Right. Mm-hmm. right? And so then it became this thing of... Um, of short-term goals and then long-term goals. And then, you know, my mentor put it beautifully when, when he said it becomes the, um, don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with goals, but when, when the goal becomes the object of your happiness, right, it, it becomes the I'll be happy when syndrome. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'll be happy when I get the car, get the job, get the kids, get the marriage, when the kids leave, and when I open a studio, when I make enough money, when I, whatever. Um, so your happiness is based on this outside thing that, to be honest, can be taken away. So now your happiness is dependent on, on outside situations and circumstances to which you have no control. Right. So um, I started to investigate really who I was. And this investigation of who I was, was, this is the deconstruction part I talk about, which is um, figuring out who you are not. And if I'm not this human being called Angie, and I'm not this label called mother, or the label called wife, um, if I'm not something called a student, or something, whatever it is, if I'm not that, then, then who am I? Right. And that led to deeper investigation. Um, and that led to this. And that, that's, um, pardon me for interjecting, but like, that's a super scary thing to do. It's terrifying. <laughs> it's terrifying. It's I terrifying. I mean, the thought of removing all aspects of your identity right. from you, stripping that away. Right. And then really asking, well, well, what's left? And if you, if you are not those things, then who are you really? Right. And that's a really scary, raw, vulnerable place to be. And it's actually a place that I think most people run as far away as they can from because it's, they don't want to know maybe. But here's the thing. It's also enlightening. Yeah, of course. Right. Right. And it's just, um, I think we get so fearful of what we think that path is going to look like, which might not be the path at all. Right. So, um, you kind of get away from identifying with the thoughts that you have. And this is where yoga comes into play because yoga is basically this case of mistaken identity that we think we are these things, um, and these people and these labels and, uh, yoga asks you a little bit more about who you are not. And that, that discovery comes through multiple practices from, um, from stillness and getting quiet and, um, being aware, being aware of the thoughts as they come in. Notice how you identify with those thoughts. Um, are you able to let those go? And, and then continue to sit in stillness beyond all of that. And when you are able to do that, there is actually, in my experience, um, a moment of freedom um, where nothing else matters. And that's peace to me. And so, um, you know, I grew up with not a religious background. Um, I then went from one parent's house to another parent's house and went to Catholic school because that's where my brothers and sisters went. And when I got into Catholic school in eighth grade, um, I, I, and this is nothing against religions or, or Catholicism or anything, but for me in my background and my experience, then going into a Catholic school at that time, I came out of that knowing that I was going to hell. And guess what, family? You're all coming with me. 
right? Because, wow, we screwed up somewhere along the line. And this, I was in eighth grade. Like, that's my perspective. That you're a bad person. Yes. And that that I was going to hell. And it was was a really, um, that alone, unfortunately, um, kind of put me off from, from Catholicism and from religion in general and churches in general. And, um, I, you know, and that's not to discredit anything because I've gone to school with, with kids that had gone there from kindergarten all the way through eighth grade. And they have the most beautiful, incredible perspective on, on that religion and, and their life is blossoming and it just brings them the most immense amount of strength and love. And I'm like rooting them on going awesome. Not for me. Right. And so, you know, fast forward from eighth grade, I get into high school, I, you know, I'm in college, I'm, I'm dating my high school sweetheart, who I'm still now married to. Um, really? Yes. Get really? out. I know. Get out of I town. Know. Shut know. the front door. I'm telling you. I, <laughs> I had no idea yeah. you guys had been together that long. Yeah. Married <gasps> 27 years. Wow. Like what? Wow. <laughs> but when I met him, um, he grew up in a church-going family. Very, very loving church-going family. His his grandfather was a um, a pastor. He married us. I mean, you name it. And and he was so lively and so fun and so vibrant and so and shiny. Still is. And still is. And I'm like, man, I don't know what you've got, but I want some of that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so I started going to church with him, thinking, "Well, he's doing something right. Maybe it's his, maybe it's this church." Right. And so I sat in his church, and I'm like, "Nope, it's still not, it's not still for not, me. It's still not." <laughs> um, and so, so he he has his his he's solid. He's solid in his faith, and I appreciate that so much. And I um, I rely on his strength a lot as well, but still wasn't for me. And so um, in this yoga deal and in this yoga exploration, what I've come to find and navigate through is finding the God within. And that is what I rest in. And I don't, you know, I, I say it all the time and I, and I hope it makes sense. It makes sense to me, but I, I view it, I view it like um, a chair, right? Because you have the structure of a chair. I'm sitting in a chair, you're sitting in a chair. But a chair is a chair is a chair. It comes in different colors. It comes in different shapes. It comes in different forms. But at the end of the day, it's something you can rest in. Right. And that's how I feel. So my path is, looks different, um, but it, it, it offers me um, a great amount of rest and comfort and peace. And uh, I don't know any other way to connect through that experience other than finding the God within and realizing who I am not on a path of peace. Does that make sense? Does that make any sense? Yeah. I mean, listeners, do you guys get that? Does that make sense to you? Because I'm like, huh. I hope it does. I I will say in my training with Angie, that was the first moment that I felt like I was allowed to have God. Yes. It was amazing. I'm going to like tear up over it. It was the most amazing thing because she freed all of the bonds and all of my ideas of what God had to be and all the rules and regulation and beliefs and everything that was tied to it. And we were in, you know, at the end of our training and I sat there and I looked at Angie and I said, you just gave God back to me. (laughs) And it was like, I mean, 48 years I've been tied to this and it was just amazing. Hmm. Just amazing. So you couldn't see why 
Angie's like amazing. Kim, for those of you who can't see, which is all 100% of you, um, Kim is definitely feeling emotional. And you can hear it in her voice. But yeah. I can see it in her eyes. Too. Yes. Well, anyone that knows me knows that I cry. I cry a lot. I'm very expressive. Very but I expressive. Think, you know, and isn't that the beauty of it? Because I don't, I don't care what you call it. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't care. And that's but, yoga for you. But yeah, but, but it's just that God, but what you call God might be different than what I call God. And I'm, again, I, I you might call that Jesus or Buddha or, you know, whatever that you call God, universal source. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't matter to me what you call it. What, what fascinates me is that we share it. That's absolutely. Yeah. And you find that you connect with people on that level and help bring them to find that or explore that for themselves through the practice of yoga. And that's, that's what kind of drew you into this quote unquote career path. Right. I mean, it's what you do, right. It's not necessarily who you are, Um, but it is, but this teacher, right. Mentor kind of uh, role that you play and and that plays out through um, your practice in yoga and your teaching in yoga and your mentoring in yoga? My, my job is to hopefully have people question um, because I was taught to not question, right? Um, I was taught by actually one of, one of my parents to question everything, which I loved. Um, but then he up and left. So I was like, oh gosh, okay. <laughs> so, but then I was taught to not question because questioning everything was perceived as a lack of faith. Mm. And so... Um, you know, even as an adult, my husband would say, well, you just don't have faith. And I'm like, dang straight, I don't. I mean, to, to be honest, I think that, you know, when your childhood is is riddled with, you know, different forms of addiction um, and and recovery in there as well, and just this up and down roller coaster, I felt really out of control because I was a child. And so my circumstances weren't in my control. And then when I became an adult, I was going to have the control. I was going to make the decisions. So I thought. And it wasn't really until the last few years this this, um, revelation came up that 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 was one of the blockers of me having faith. I didn't want to have faith in anybody or anything because – there's no control you relinquish control control, right Mm -hmm. you know there's no control and it it was very fear-based but to be honest we don't have control right it's an illusion it's an illusion right and so the fear keeps you in the illusion that you have control right which you don't and and my job now is to help people question and discover it for themselves through their own experience, not based Maybe on Maybe I need what to I, go to more yoga. Not, <laughs> you know, this <laughs> yes, isn't you based on, on what I believe. It's not based on my life experiences. This is about you and helping you lead a more peaceful, stilling life um, from your teacher. And your teacher is your inner guide. My job is to guide you to that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting because yoga does get a bad name, right, from, totally. from forms of religion. And I, I find it so interesting because I think... Um, at least one of the many, many things that you taught me is when you step back from it all and you don't buy into the package, then it's just everyone, right? Right. And it doesn't matter what shirt they're wearing. They're still people. They still have souls. They're still spirits. And so I love the freedom in that. I love that I can look at everybody in the world equally and evenly and say, they deserve, you know, the food as much as they deserve the food or they deserve the 
whatever as much as they do and and that we're all on our journey and we all have our struggles and we all have you know things that we're dealing with good or bad 100% yeah and so I um I just think that brings so much value to us uh, in humanity in general I think it just invites compassion Mm -hmm. right so when you have compassion for all um you know that's one of my husband's mantras, which is just an idea that I had presented in class, which I had no idea touched him in a way that he said, yeah, I am. And I am now breathing in compassion and breathing out control. And so his inhale is compassion. His exhale is control. Mm -hmm. And he um, started bringing that in anytime he was frustrated, you know, frustrated driving in the car, frustrated at home when things aren't going his way, frustrated, whatever. He would breathe it in and he's like, man, that helped me. And I'm like, it did? <laughs> really? Well, well I, it's funny because I'm sitting here right now thinking, oh, that's really helping me right now because, and, and Kim and I talk about this often, um, you know, when we're walking our dogs or, or things, and, and also in some of our sessions, but, you know, in t- one of my life circumstances, which I'm finding challenging, but in a positive way, that's challenging me right? It's not challenging. It's challenging me to be a better human being is raising my stepsons, Mm. one who's 14 and one who's 11. And, you know, um, to be completely candid, I, you know, we recently had some challenging moments and I touched base with my counselor who's been a counselor of mine for a long time. And she straight up said, Erica, I have real talk for you. And that real talk is you need to relinquish control of the situation. You cannot control teenagers in general you especially cannot try to control your stepson at 14. You need to have understanding and compassion. Your job as his stepmom is to basically build trust and love and make sure he feels safe and welcome in your home, in your space, which I get and I'm doing. But then the flip side of that is I also want control of the situation. You know, these are my boundaries and this is my expectation. This is how I want a parent and you need to be this way and that way and this way to be a good citizen of the world. And, you know, he's not me and he's not even, he's not my son who I know so intimately. He's a new human being in my own experience. And so your message of (sighs) breathe in compassion, breathe out control is exactly what Kim has shared with me and my counselor has said, and this is my, and here it is again. And here it is again. <laughs> yeah, you know, clearly enough. it's an amazing message that's coming my way, but I, I thank you for speaking to that because just like your husband said, Hey, that helped. Like even just here in the now that, that really triggered me in a positive way in my own, as I'm challenged to grow and be a better human being, a better parent, you know, a better friend. Um, so I, thank you. Yeah, and it's interesting that you say that. I mean, I absolutely feel like I'm a better parent now because I'm just so much calmer because it's the whole thing in my class. The only thing you can control is your breath. That's it. So right. try to control anything else. <laughs> it's just not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just <laughs> never, never going to happen. And so it's, it's interesting because the way that I parent my kids now sometimes – Like, I wouldn't get mad at them, but they would maybe get in trouble, right? And now I have so much compassion for their experience, especially at their ages, 15 and 17, right? Um, You know, my 
her son got pulled over for speeding and he's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And I'm like, are you okay? Like, are you okay? And, and your son is how old? 17. Yeah. Don't you just want to say, quit acting your age. <laughs> I mean, yeah, right, right, right. And he's 17 sense, years old. Yeah. Yes. But he had this idea that he was just going to, there was going to be all this trouble and all this stuff. And I'm like, no, I just want to know that you're okay because that's quite an experience for Scary. you to go through. Yeah. Right. And I'm just here to love you and make sure you're okay. And I'm going to hold your hand through the consequences. But why would I beat you down with a stick when you've already been beaten down? Right. Like, that's yeah. not love. That's not compassion. So it is. He already knew he messed up. He already knew he messed up. He's yeah. got a and nice he's not going to want to go through that again. <laughs> no. Yeah. He has a nice long piece of paper in his hand. <laughs> I've never seen one of those. Yes. <laughs> so I, yeah, I, again, I thank you, Angie, because you've made me a better parent, better wife, better parent. I yeah. think you've made you a better wife and a better parent. <laughs> I know, and you always say but that. It's, but it's true. You know, I just, uh, I just am the deliverer of messages mm-hmm. and I just hope that they resonate. I mean, that's, that's, that's the thing, right? At the end of every class that I teach you know there's a a moment of hands to heart or you know bowing to and namaste and all those things and and my own silent prayer that I say beyond a shadow of a doubt without fail every time is may this practice serve you and all those you come in contact with in more ways than I can possibly imagine and the reason that I say that is because I don't want anybody to be limited by my own imagination. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't right. want the benefit to be whatever I think the benefit should be. Right. I want it to be beyond that, right. you know, in a way that is beyond my comprehension in the way that serves you the best. And uh, it's fascinating. And it's so neat to see, you know, like these stories come out and they, man, they just, they fill my bucket. I mean, they do. They, they, they can, they help me continue on to do what I do. Um, you know, I get a lot of notes and cards and emails and all the all the fun things, and and I read those and I keep every single one of them. Mm-hmm. So that's actually a great segue into one of the questions that I had prepared or I had thought I wanted to ask. Um, I have a bunch of other questions, but one of them is, you know, um, for the listeners out there who don't know Angie personally, she is a partner and a successful yoga studio here in Reno, which is where we all reside, and obviously an amazing mentor and teacher to many of us and teaches uh, yoga instructor courses. Um, but I'm really curious to know what is next. What's next for Angie? Where do you where do you go from here? What do you want to do? What do you see as your next, you know, what's your next adventure in life? So it's interesting that you ask that because there has been one thing that I've, I've really wanted for the last, I don't know, since I started teaching yoga 10 years ago. Um, when I started to get in front of people, realized that, that I really enjoy that. And that's, um, that fuels me and I feed off of energy and the more the merrier. So I, I, that's, that's when I thrive. That's when I do best is, um, in a packed class or in front of a lot of people. And forever I was like, I just, I want to teach at a yoga festival. Like, you know, I want to travel the world and teach at yoga festivals and host retreats and do all those things. And for the last, I think four years, every year faithfully, I would apply to our, um, local yoga festival, um, which is here at Squaw Valley called Wanderlust. And I've gone pretty much every year since its inception. It's been happening about 10 years now. And I, I love it. And every year it was like radio silence. There was just nothing. And I, in my head, I'm like, wait a minute. So 
as a festival owner, this is me with my expectations, which is <laughs> right. the opposite of what yoga is, having expectations. But I'm you are human, going, so it's okay. Yes, so imperfectly human. But <laughs> I was thinking, now, as a festival owner, wouldn't you want one of the strongest leaders in the community um, to local teach community. local community to teach there to bring the greatest amount of people up there to the festival that you could get? And so radio silence, and I just didn't get it. And I was like, okay, forget it. And I, um, I let it go, totally let it go, which is another practice and study of yoga um, called Aparigraha. You're going to be fancy about it. It's uh, non-hoarding. And non-hoarding um, is just what you think it is. It's not gathering so much of everything. And that could be anything. Could be thoughts, could be emotions, could be stuff. So the opposite is letting go. So Aparigraha is really in letting go. So I let go of the idea. And I let go of the striving and the struggling um, for that. And two days ago, I um, get this email and phone call from somebody who would like me to teach at a yoga festival in Mammoth Lakes, California. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, "What? Like, I didn't. I didn't apply. I didn't. I didn't write him a pitch. I didn't." Nothing. You like, opened nothing. yourself up to I it. I didn't do it. Yes. I let go of all expectations. Mm-hmm. Yep. I let go of. The control. Yep. There it is again. Mm-hmm. And the second that I just re- kind of released that, um, yeah. they just showed up. That's when it happens. Right? Mm-hmm. And, it's crazy. And it was so amazing. And I'm super excited, but I'll, I will be doing that. And I want to do more of that. That's do you, What's the yoga festival called? It's Mammoth Mammoth Yoga Festival. Okay. Yeah. So, when is it? Um, it's in June. Okay. I think I, maybe around June 18th, maybe, maybe somewhere we'll around there. I know. Yes, you should. <laughs> um, Road trip. Actually, yes. and I will have I will have a discount code, so I will make sure that you guys get that. Yes, but, please. But it's going to be super fun. And then I, in talking with the owners of the festival over the phone, they just said, okay, so what do you want? What do you, you know, do you want to teach inside? Do you want to teach outside? I mean, I had no idea. I had so many options. And do you want music? And I said, you know, I do want music. Um, I have a friend of mine. His name's Kevin Paris, and he is an artist in L.A., and he, that's what he does. He, he does music for yoga festivals around the world huh. and he's incredible. And I've worked with him in the past and, um, I, I invited him to teach or to do music <laughs> with me there to which he said no. And he just said, oh. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> taking any more commitments. He's just, says, I, I just can't. And oh. I, 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 I he was coming off a tour and I get it. He just got yeah. done with tour. He's tired. He's over it. But, yeah. um, I gave him the dates and he just said, I, I just can't commit. Let's circle back. And I said, okay. So now I flash forward, I'm talking to the owners of this festival and they said, well, what do you want? And I said, well, I really want to teach with my friend, Kevin Paris. I want him to do the music, but he's not making any more commitments. And he goes, well, I'm going to reach out to him. I said, you do that. <laughs> Lo and behold, yesterday, Kevin says, I'm so excited. I'm in. Thank you. Thank you for the connection. Let's do this. Yes. That's like, awesome. Yes. Okay. So, <laughs> so, great. so that's kind of more on the lines of what I want to do in the future is um, yoga festivals. I want to host retreats. I've not done one of those yet, um, but I would like to host yoga retreats around the world as well. And get into, which is terrifying to me, the, the digital side of things of yoga, because I, my reach is only so far local. And mm-hmm. while I love that and it's, it's personal and it's, it's a connection, um, I think that because of the world that we live in and the age of technology, that there isn't a 
it is an opportunity absolutely to, to reach people it's a tool more mm-hmm. yeah so I don't know what that looks like um you know just start doing it I know it's <laughs> And it's scary for me, and I don't know why that is. I mean, I, I can stand in front of a crowd all day long, but put me in front of a... Um, Your own phone in a private room? Right. Yeah. <laughs> With no one else watching? Right. <laughs> I have done that, and I was like, huh, I don't I don't know. You know, it was just, it was interesting, and um, I'm not so sure how I'm going to go about that, but, but hey, it's out there, so... Mm-hmm. Well, I think one of the things, uh, I mean, if I may be so bold as to say that I, I'm fairly proud of Kim and I for just doing this, right? I'm super proud of you. So it's a, it's kind of the same thing. It's Kim and I have talked about, um, doing a podcast. We love, we have these conversations all the time. We have friends that we invite into our conversations and it kind of was a bucket list item for both of us separately to just explore what this would be. And I still remember we, we talked about top and we talked about everything. We talked around the podcast (laughs) For a full year last year. Mm-hmm. And finally, Kim just came to me and said, I'm coming over. We are going to just sit in your backyard and we're going to just go off the cuff and record it and see what happens. And that was last summer, late summer. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then again, we brought this back up at the end of the year last year and said, you know what? We're going to just start doing them. Let's, let's come up with some topics and we're going to sit down and just record in our kitchen on our dang iPhones. And... The hardest part is putting the first your first first foot forward, yeah. Sure. And then you just follow one after the other, and then it just it's amazing how it just starts to open, as you talked about earlier, right? When you let go of the expectation, the universe opens. It does, people. It does, people. It does. Yes, you it just does. need to let go of what you think it's supposed to be, and just start doing it. So I'm going to give advice back to you because you've given us so much advice. I mean, I want to say advice, but just inspiration mm-hmm. that what we can give back to you today is just just start once and see how it feels and know it's imperfect. As you said, you're an imperfect human. Your first video or your first post to Instagram or whatever it is will not be perfect, but it, it's a start. It's forward motion. Yes. Yeah. And exactly. I think as a creative, because we're both creative, just make it fun and make it a fun, creative project. Yeah. So, yeah, poor Erica. I show up at her house. I'm like, I'm coming over. I brought my favorite blue beanie. Yep. I knock on the door and I said, we're going to lay on the lawn and take pictures for our cover for our podcast. She's, She's like, like, what? So fun. She's like, you have 10 <laughs> minutes. We're, gonna, we're just doing it. <laughs> so we just selfied out pictures. And that's where that collage for our podcast came from. Because I said, get out here. We're doing it. We're just going to laugh. And it was super fun, but it was creative. And so it fed into my creativity, just like it would for you. And just play with it. Play with music. Well, you know, and I'll admittedly tell you, I did record one class. Well, because I couldn't, I did try to record myself in person. And I really appreciate and value your advice to just keep going because I did it in person and I'm like, nope, don't like looking at me. Nope, nope, can't do it. <laughs> but it's not for you. Right. right. I it's know. not for you. And then I thought people stare at you, Angie, all day long. Like get over yourself. And then I'm like, well, maybe I'll just record a class and I'll take my own class and record that so I can actually have instructions. So I taught a public class. I, I voice recorded it. And when I took that class, the first thought was like, oh, Angie, nice job. You say really nice things. Like, that's that's <laughs> nice. And my second thought was, 
dang, that was hard. Like I wanted to apologize to all of my students at that point. I was like, I'm so, so sorry. Um, so I think I just have to find that balance. But uh, that's that's the idea going forward. My husband just took down my beloved, beloved treehouse in the backyard. I know you can see Kim's face right <laughs> oh now. Gosh. Um, you have no idea. It is, Aww. it is one of the things, my treehouse that, that brought me so much joy and inspiration. Yeah. And he just, yeah. Wow. Impermanence. Let's talk about a lesson in impermanence. Yes. Cause I, I was like, uh, 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 it's my treehouse. <laughs> and he, he just said, but I'm building you a studio, but I'm building oh you a platform to do your videos. Uh-huh. And I'm like, well, no, <laughs> but the treehouse is gone, mm-hmm. and I've learned to let that go somewhat. Still hanging on to it a little bit, um, but but in the hopes of during the summer there will actually be an outdoor stage and platform, so I feel more like I'm at home. At home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. To where I can just kind of do it's my thing, and I most likely will need people in my backyard so I can do it, so that it's not weird. And that's what I was gonna say. That's interesting. Is if you look at like if you. I don't know if you've done a Peloton class right. or our friend uh, Jackie locally that right. does classes and records them. You need the energy. You need that energy right. to fill in. So to teach the class and have maybe five people or something, it, there's Just this something. energy sharing so back could, and forth. Yeah. So your natural state comes yeah, out. Yeah, so it's not like me Absolutely. talking to a computer. It's just weird. And you know you have all <laughs> kinds of people that would love to show up and support you, you in that. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> I'll volunteer. You. Yeah. Because I just said I need <laughs> to take too. more yoga, so <laughs> I'll have to follow through. We'll just be shoving people to the back saying, yeah. no, 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 I get the friend. <laughs> I called this. <laughs> so, Angie, I'm curious. You know, you've shared a lot about your path, um, your perseverance, if you will, towards peace. And uh, the conversation has really, uh, it's been really inspiring for me. And it honestly was not anything like what I thought it was going to be in terms of today, which is super exciting for me to always be surprised by what kind of bubbles to the top. Uh, in these conversations, but I'm really curious about um, words you may have for um, people listening that are working their way towards peace. And uh, I know you've shared some of that, but if you have any kind of takeaway or, you know, little nuggets people can hang their hat on when they're having a hard time or facing some obstacles, um, you know, that you can relate uh, from your, from your journey, I think that would be really helpful and useful. Sure. Um, on your journey to peace, I think the, the one thing that I would like to come across is that you already are it, right? You already are peace. We just have to remove the layers that obstructs your view um, because you already reside there. And I know it doesn't feel like it. I really, I know that because I've been there. And it's like I am, I am as far away from peace as you can possibly imagine. But you are it. Trust that. You, you are peace. We just need to do all the practices that help to remove the obstacles that keep you from seeing. And the one thing that I always go back to um, on the daily, it's my favorite, um, is this idea that energy flows where attention goes. Yes. Right? That is, yes. that is hands down my all-time favorite. Um, and I come back to that over and over when I'm feeling out of alignment when I'm feeling um, edgy and uh, anxious. Yep. And it makes me question, back to the questioning, of what am I, what am I 
giving my attention to? In other words, what am I attending to? Yeah. You know, what am I attending to spiritually? What am I attending to physically? What am I attending to daily? And is it helpful? And if it's helpful to continue on that path, yep. if it's not, perhaps place your attention on somewhere that's going to help you navigate this life in a more peaceful, stilling way. Right. Um, I think that that's, that's, so those are probably my, my closing words is just energy flows where attention goes. Notice what you're giving your attention to. You know, if it's a, if it's a problem, you're just circles thinking about, right. Or, or you focus on a solution. Yep. And one of those is going to feel better. Yep. You know, and I, I just simply would ask that, are you choosing the one that feels better? Because the world needs people who feel better. We all want to feel better at the end of the day. Agreed. And that's in our own, that's in our own power. Agreed. Absolutely. No, I, that's one of my favorite, favorite lessons. Um, and it's so funny because I, I applied that. It, it does. It goes across the board. And I think even mountain biking, don't look at the ditch. Don't look at the ditch. Right. You know? Or skiing. Right. Don't <laughs> or look at the tree. Skiing. Don't look at the tree. Look where you want to go. Yes. Not where you don't want to go. Right. It really does. <laughs> right. You will apply. go where you're looking. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny. Of course, when you're driving, you're looking at the road in front of you. If you're not, something's going to go off. You're going to really, crash. Yeah, really quickly. Yeah. So right. it does apply to very simple concepts in our life. Well, thank you, Angie, for coming and joining us. And I really hope you come back again. Yes, oh please. On another time. Oh, my gosh. Anytime. Maybe this we'll come and interview you at Mammoth. Yes. In the midst of your Let's yoga your it. yoga festival. When she's just beaming. 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 Glowing. We're going to get, like, reverb on oh, the phone because there's going to be so much energy coming off. <laughs> coming off, Angie. You know, ironically, that the class I'm teaching there, that is the theme, is that energy flows where attention goes. There you go. So, Perfect. There Perfect. you have it. meant to be. Perfect. Thank, thank you. you. What a treat, you guys. What a, I mean, honored to be here. So thank you. I we really are so grateful, it. Angie. And thank you again for being an inspiration to so many of us and hopefully a whole new audience to you. Well, thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day and thanks for joining us today. Bye-bye. See you next time.